2: Hello there, good afternoon. Welcome. It is the Halt Day edition of the Laurie and Julia show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, also the day before Valentine's Day. Uh, and don't forget, final time today, right around 4.30, we'll give you a chance to win as we celebrate Valentine. We'll have you identify uh, a sound mic from a TV show or a movie having to do with friends. And if that is you, you get to give that prize to your pal, and that is a dozen and a half roses and some wonderful chocolate from Abdullah.
0: What so a sweet kinda, surprise. Yes.
1: Well, to be wow. able to give that for your friends. So right. 4.30, right, Donnie? Yeah. Right around there, yes. All right. Remember, you got to okay. give it we to We got a lovely yeah. surprise. Uh, happy Valentine's Day from... Um, High cake and bake shops, and they're located in Rosedale in the Revolution Hall.
0: Yes. And
1: I'm telling you what, they sent us this box of Drunken Love Zacaroons. Oh, mm-hmm. Julia. And they're macaroons stuffed with um, flavoring, but with an alcohol flavor. Like you had, what did you have? I had the Pina Colada. And Donnie, you had the espresso martini. Yes. And I had the sparkling rosé. Yes. These things are scary decadent. They're yeah, so good. And delicious. they're amazing. Now, they're macaroons, but they're giant
0: size. These they aren't are. the small ones. Mm-hmm. No, no. These are incredible. So decadent. The pina colada one that I had, had a nice little pineapple just right in the middle yeah. and the frosting. Oh, Are oh. you
1: di- And we've been drinking. Apparently, we've been drinking because <laughs> right. we had the flavoring <laughs> yes. right there. Just so, thank you, um, Pie Cake. And they also sent these two beautiful uh, the cupcakes. chocolate cupcakes. Yeah, and, oh yeah. my- and can I just tell you, if
0: you have never had the original Pie Cake in, which is a pie in a cake. Mm-hmm. And they certainly taken they, that's taken. Yes, that's their signature piece. Just go to Revolution Food Hall. Take your sweetie there tomorrow. Have a sugar rush. And, you know, oh, just enjoy yourself
1: in the decadence of all of that. Oh, oh my word. All right. So, Holly, you just said something that just made me cheer up. Yes. Um, We're talking about Isle of Dogs. And that's a an animated um, movie that is up for Best Animated Movie or Best Short for Foreign Film. I don't even know what it's in. Uh, it's in something. Animated Feature, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's the Wes Anderson animated mm-hmm. movie with the dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a cute movie, and it's so poignant, and it has a story to tell about plastic and uh, bottles and everything. But one of the things I always say is it's 20 minutes too long. And you agreed with me yeah. that music, songs are too long right now, movies are too long. I read something the other day and I kid you not. Movies used to never they were never this long.
2: I agree with that.
1: No. Except for there Gone were, with the Wind. There I'll some give exceptions, you an exception. But, but, but general, movies no. were never a two-hour movie unheard
0: of. No, the epics, the Ben Hur, the Gone with the Wind, right. the Ten Commandments sound the of the Titanic. Music, the Titanic. Epic movies maybe two and a half, three hours. They would even give you an intermission for Pete's yes. sake back in the That's day. That's true, they I remember are, that. Yes. yes, I remember that too. You Lawrence have of Arabia would give you a pee break. But now, every movie is three hours long.
1: Why? That's I know. I know. I don't know if they feel like um, the material, they, they they don't know how to you know, cut it out or bring it down. Or maybe it's because people are making more adaptations from books versus from original screenplays. Yeah. Who knows? We could yeah.
2: ask Chris Hewitt on Friday. That would
1: be, this would be a good question for him. Wouldn't yeah. it?
2: Why be- do you have to make such freaking because long movies?
1: I really, because I make fun of myself about it, that it's just the, some movies are just too long, but it is, this has changed. This has this changed. This has changed in our lifetime. Oh my god! Along gosh. with computers and the internet. <laughs> yeah,
0: but-, but you're absolutely right, Julie, you listen to pop music And I remember noticing this trend maybe about seven or eight years ago. And I think with Katy Perry specifically, there were some Katy Perry songs. Maybe it was Firework or Roar, one of her big hits. I
1: kissed a girl.
0: Yes, I kissed a girl. But they all went on forever. And it was just the same chorus over and over and over again, it's like, dude, we get the point. Well, you're a firework, Katy Perry. Get it? But you know, I only need two minutes and thirty seconds of this, not four minutes and fifteen seconds of this. That is just true. It's just the
1: truth, 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 true that. Yeah. All right, so I we're it's our advice to people: stop making songs so long. Yeah, please. And movies. And movies. And movies. movies that are too long. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Well, I brought this up
0: because I- Incident Romantic, which is out in theaters right now, is a nice. 88-minute 88 88 movie. <laughs> Perfect. No,
1: Holly goes, Julia, it's your kind of movie. It's ninety-nine min- 90 minutes. I said, no, no. It's 88. 88. Oh, I read it on the better. thing <laughs> yesterday.
0: <laughs> Which
1: is out in theaters right now mm-hmm. if you need something to do for Valentine's Day. Ooh, Ooh, there we go. There goes my foot. I know. That little bench needs mm-hmm. some work. Um, well, okay. Should we listen to a new song? Yes. Speaking of songs, okay, Avril Lavigne, we talked about this last week, and Nicki Minaj have teamed up and they're dropping dropping their fiery new single today called Dumb Blonde.
0: Well, there you go again, telling me where I belong. You put me on the bench, don't think that I
1: can play strong. So quick to condescend, well, you think I'm empty, I'm not. You won't be so confident when I'm crushing you from the top.
2: This sounds like
1: is it Gwen it's Stefani? No. Gwen Stefani. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: What's the song? Um,
1: Hollab- yeah, Hollaback. Hollaback.
2: Girl. Sounds like Hollaback.
1: Which Doesn't came it? out
0: 15 years ago. Yeah. I must have had my headset
1: on or blew something in the little speakers in my $10 headset because that just sounded horrible. Uh,
0: well, same in mine.
1: But yeah, mine too. It's no, Julia, like your screaming. your headsets been fine. Yeah. yeah. Oops. Mm. Well. Thank you very much. <laughs> I bet the video is amazing. That, oh, that get that oh, sure. optimism, girl. The dumb blonde video. I ain't no dumb blonde. I ain't no stupid Barbie doll. You gotta watch me, watch me, watch me prove you wrong. Mm. Key lyrics. All right. When we come back, it is honestly crazy. Is is it a fake nose? Did someone throw a salad bowl at someone? What is going on with people out there behaving badly? We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia. My talk one of Jason Mraz wants us to have it all. Mm. Mm. And then some. Happy Hump Day. You know, there was a photo. I don't know if anyone saw this online. Uh, There was a really bad snowstorm somewhere in Russia where there's camels. And did you see the camel pulling the car oh, out of the ditch? Oh, I wish I'd Oh, see that. it's hysterical. Hump day. Hump camel. and snow day. <laughs> oh, camel. <laughs> oh, do you see it? Well, it was so funny. <laughs>
0: no, but I do see a video of a camel stuck on Route 309 during a Pennsylvania snowstorm <laughs> that happened in November. Bless its heart. No, I saw it. <laughs> Oh, I just was laughing. Oh, like, he, was looking, oh.
2: he was looking for Mike.
0: There, yeah, he was. Mike
2: Mike, 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 what day is it?
0: I, I'm telling well, you that, that commercial. commercial? Doesn't get old. No, it doesn't. <gasps> Ever. Oh, here it is. Have you seen <laughs> See? this camel? Hauls car out of the snow. Camels are really cute. There it goes. That I'll put funny? this up on Twitter. It's hysterical. I'm it, <laughs> at Holly D. Roberts. Oh. I know, it's funny. Oh, it's like it's pulling like a little bit. All Hugo. right,
1: so people, get your phones out. Get your speed dial ready to go. 651-641-1071. Have you... Made a public scene and thrown a salad at someone. Have you been a real does, house? Does it have to
2: be salad? It could be some other be food Any item? other food? Have you splashed
1: okay. a drink in somebody's Space? face? Uh, have you to. spilled? a? I threw a water glass at someone. Who did I do that to?
2: The water or just? just
1: it was just water.
2: Oh, not the glass.
1: No, no, okay. no. But it was a kind of a joke, but someone was bugging me. Where was I? I don't know where you were. I feel like that was was not here (laughs) in the scandalous moment of your life. But it was somewhere where it was okay to throw water, like beachy, beachy, you know, kind of thing. All right. But so here's the story: Miranda Lambert, our country singer, who, by the way, is one of the most decorated of uh, the female ladies. She remains Academy of Country Music's most awarded artist in history. She has twenty three awards, two Grammys. With over two dozen nominations, so she was just sitting down at Stony River Steakhouse in Nashville, Tennessee, As with her does. with her mom and a family friend who was a gentleman over the weekend. And um, the whoever the guy was was in the bathroom, the family friend, and he was verbally attacked in the restroom with a wise crack about millennials and their phones. So this person was younger, um, had his phone, probably was peeing. And had his phone in the other hand texting, uh-huh. um, which I wouldn't be surprised if I, that's going on. No, not so. at all. Or resting it on top of the urinal and reading while you're Just, peeing. Oh, I can't stand that. No, but I bet, Donnie, I does know, that happen? I've seen it oh, in our so, bathroom here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the urinal, you know, it's not as deep as a toilet. So if it falls in, you won't ruin your phone. Yep. Um, so, the you know, so he gets this guy, says something. But they were sitting close to Miranda, her mother. And this young man or whoever it was when they, it was a millennial when they came back to sit down. And um, the man from the bathroom then came up to Miranda Lambert's table and started screaming Ugh. at them. Lord knows what was going on. But his lady friend, we don't know if it was his wife. We don't know who it was, was sitting. They were sitting at a table nearby. Miranda Lambert got up and needed to be restrained. She was so outraged and uh, just so mad she just to prove a point threw the salad at the at the oh, <laughs> just dumped geez. it over her head. I mean, wow. who's ever done that?
2: I wonder if it had dressing on it.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thousand Island steakhouse. It was Island. a chopped salad. It was yeah. a good uh yeah. It was a good Caesar. <laughs> a wedge right in the eyeball. Yeah. Oh. The police had to be called. <laughs> really? <laughs> um the singer and her mom and the guy the millennial left. I love it that we're just he's the millennial. Uh left and um you know she's not afraid of showing some. No. She's got balls. Yeah. yeah, she does. Also, I feel like perhaps you're
0: at the steakhouse, have a couple of cocktails, a glass of wine, and then this happens. Are you and saying then alcohol you just, was involved? I mean, I'm not saying, but I'm saying okay. that perhaps that fueled Miranda's behavior in doing mm-hmm. that. Where, but that frustration, and you just that I, jerk. And you're, and you feel the rage inside your belly. And then you know what? You're Miranda Lambert. You can, you can throw that
1: salad on anybody's head. Oh my word. Oh. I've never okay. felt that. No,
0: no, I haven't either. No,
1: I haven't Maybe I have. <laughs> Maybe I have, but I haven't done anything, you know, and while talking about Miranda Lambert last year, um, she had a hit with that country music guy, Jason L. Dean. Uh-huh. And it went to number one. And she mentioned something about, we've heard, and it's been proven, that country uh, music singers, the ladies, don't get as much playtime on yeah. country music, on country music channels. And that um, she was talking about how she told the New York Post, you know, if I had a penis, I would have this, I'd, all my songs would go to number one. But since I don't, I don't get the playtime and it's not happening and you think about the Grammys last year were oh-so-man. Yep. Yeah. You know, all the categories were all about men. All the acts were men and how this year it went oh-so-female, yeah. oh-so-woman. Um, the same thing happened at the Country Music Awards because um, Reba McIntyre was hosting. And when it came time for the nominees for Entertainer of the Year, she said from the stage, have you seen the Entertainer Entertainer of the Year category? Five men, no women. Looks like a singles night at the Holiday Inn. Ah! <laughs> It's good life. I know. That is She's funny, line. but yeah. all guys. Yeah. Which so is, I bet we're going to... I feel like it's time for them to see something. I think so, too. And it's so weird because
0: being a person who looks at the country music world from the outside, I'm not one who's necessarily downloading music, buying it all the time, but every... Pretty much, I would say ninety percent of the acts in country music that we talk about here at my talk and that I'm familiar with are all females. I mean, Casey Musgraves, right. Miranda Lambert, even Faith Hill, mm-hmm. Maren Morris—all of these hot names in country music. Well, what do they have in common? They're female. It's just country music needs to wise up because the well, audience wonder, is out
1: there. I wonder if it will. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love, and that Trisha Yearwood—you know, "Cry Pretty" was such a great song. Oh yeah. She'll be nominated next year. All right, so so no consequences for t- uh, Sally tossing. Miranda. She left before yeah. the police came. Oh, okay,
2: that's probably good. Idea. I feel yeah. like she's
1: one that would get in a brawl. Oh, she's oh. A,
2: she's a broad. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that in a good way.
1: Well, yeah, I like it. I mean, yeah, with me. yeah. All right, so um, there's another story out. Uh, Kim Kardashian was having her makeup done over the weekend and was speaking candidly. The appearance of her nose while she was getting her makeup done by Marcio at the master class in Los Angeles. And she just, you know, out of the blue says, I've never had my nose done. Everyone thought I did. And I said, wait until I have kids because your real features come out when you have kids. (laughs) What does it even mean? What do you mean you're real? I have never heard, this, I've heard this with your breasts, you know, wait till you have kids to get a boob lift or something. I've heard that too. Or a reduction or an implant or something. Wait till you have kids. That's the only thing. My feet, I feel like they change size a little bit when I was pregnant. And I feel like my feet, you hear about yeah, but feet but, then, but that swelled. makes sense. I right. mean, you're going through anatomical
0: changes yeah. on your body when you're having kids, but... I mean, Not your nose. What about your, you know,
1: your face? Did you feel like you, you grew into your ears after you gave birth to children, Julia? No. Yeah, but do. I know your nose and ears do continue to grow as you age. Oh, yeah, they never stop growing. No, that's, it's cartilage. That's,
2: that's different than what she's claiming. she yeah. said
1: the bump was so much bigger in some pictures oh, than it is please. in others. Does she think we're stupid?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, she does, Donnie. She's at a makeup master class, and she's going to tell you how to contour your nose. Listen, so that's that, an important thing to know how to do. So you let your real nose shine through the five layers of makeup.
1: Jeez. Really? Five? I, I, have you watched any of those videos, Julia? They put on so much makeup. Yeah, I don't know how they breathe. Does. Their face breathes. I don't think it really does. I don't think it does. We're no. having on our makeup guru on Thursday, and I've... I've Given him the assignment of good mascaras, good eyeliners, liquid, um, conce- liquid um, foundation, great yeah, liquid tinted with... mo- moisturizers. Yes, yes,
2: that's what you told me.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. So we'll get at it. Yeah. But- well, we're gonna look beautiful, and we're gonna let
0: our features come out, whether or not we're giving birth to kids, like Kim Kardashian said. That's so weird. Okay,
1: so I did see. All right, we can- we don't have time. When we come back, Rick Nelson from the Star Tribune. Taste section is going to be with us to tell us some last-minute Valentine's Day treats and ideas. As he can, he's always, oh, the way he describes food is so yummy. We will be right back. You're listening to Lori and Julia on My Talk 107.1. This
2: is going viral in a big way.
0: This is the My Talk Now trending report.
2: What's this? What's the latest?
0: Well, it is the day before Valentine's Day, which means it's Galentine's Day, where women are celebrating their gal pals. Use the hashtag Galentine's Day to celebrate. Also, trending would be Frozen 2. Elsa makes her return in a teaser for the upcoming sequel, Frozen 2, going to be out in theaters in November. And also trending online this afternoon would be Avril Lavigne and Nicki Minaj, their new song. Dumb Blonde. Well, it's kind of interesting. Go check it out. And also, Breaking Bad Trending, a sequel starring Aaron Paul, is in the works, as per The Hollywood Reporter. And according to some sources, this sequel will first run on Netflix and then later air on AMC, which is interesting because AMC is the original network of Breaking Bad. Well, that's what's trending here at My Talk, and I want to remind you about a little something-something that's happening at My Talk. It's Bradley, Alexis, and Don doing the Big Climb Minneapolis. It's a stair-climb event to benefit the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. It's happening Saturday, February 16th. Get all the details on our website at mytalk1071.com. Keyword climb now. Time for the weather with Donnie. I feel like it's a little more joyous than it was in the past couple of days. Not
2: too bad. It's yeah. going to be uh, cloudy tonight. Temperatures holding pretty much steady through tonight. Then uh, just a slight chance of some flurries tomorrow with a high of 23. It uh, should be sunny again on Friday, but it's, uh, it's, it's cooling off. Friday's high only 13, but right now it is cloudy and 17 at My Talk.
0: Now you know what we know. See more at MyTalk1071.com. With well, this
1: broken silence it's like a heart valentine's day food wise food wise i think if you well of
2: course if you haven't made a reservation by now at your favorite restaurant you you should pretty much pretend that valentine's day doesn't exist for you but (laughs) you know what i think you should do is be you know it's not a thursday you know i think people should pretend that valentine's day is on friday or saturday or sunday because you know it's still you can still go and have a really wonderful romantic evening you just won't be with all the other people who have jammed together their thursday night to have a valentine's day
1: right so You you know
2: i think you should go on another night and for example here's two ideas that you should do on Sunday night, right? at Cafe Lercott, do you know Lercott? It's uh, on right Loring Park. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a re- years ago. It was the Loring Cafe, oh. and it was the most romantic restaurant in the Twin Cities when it was Loring. You know, it was remember like super the lemon Bohemian chicken and what was, was
1: the chicken dish? Oh, not it some lemon they, caper chicken, or probably. probably no, that sounds too normal. But they did something. And they, that they did this helpful.
2: artichoke dip that was oh, like everybody loved. That sounds very of the time, so eighties, right?
1: But you know, Lurcat still has
2: a lot of that romantic DNA in it, and it has this really lovely view of Loring Park. On Sunday nights, they have maybe one of the great dining deals of all time. Okay. It's a dinner for two. You get a starter, an entree, and a dessert. And there's maybe four choices in each one of those categories yeah. for $55 for the couple. Oh, Not really? the person, but the couple. $55. Yes. Oh. And all of their wines that are under $100 uh, by the bottle are half price. What? So you could get a $100 oh. bottle of wine for $50 or a $50 wine for $25. It's so like, Whoa. I mean, you'll be paying the babysitter more than you'll be you're, paying Lercot You're exactly for dinner, right. Right. right? So this really is really not sad idea. Sunday
0: nights only.
2: Sunday nights only at Lercot. And I think this weekend, because it's Valentine's Day, there's going to be live music at Lercot all weekend. So oh, I think lovely. that even means Sunday night, don't take my word for it on that one. but sure. um, But I know they're doing it on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday.
1: Do they take reservations? Yes. Okay.
2: And you really kind of need a reservation at Lercott.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: another idea that I have is also an incredibly romantic restaurant at 50th and Bryant in South Minneapolis. It's called St. Genevieve. Do you know it? No, it's, oh, but- the
0: Bubbles, the Champagne. <laughs> the Champagne place, Saint right? St. Genevieve, yes. It's one of
2: Stephen Brown's restaurants. He's a two-time James Beard nominee. He's an incredibly talented guy. He has a dinner for two on Sunday night there where it's a whole roasted chicken and then they throw in a salad and some kind of and a potato dish for fifty-five dollars for the couple.
1: Wow. And they
2: have two bottles of wine. I think there's a you know, a white and a red, maybe a Chardonnay mm-hmm. and a Syrah. Twenty bucks a bottle. Wow.
1: So super
2: great deal, right? And that place is really charming. It's like it can be loud. So if you just you know, just prepare for that. But it's tiny, it's really it's like a little Parisian little kind of Yeah little kind of pub cafe. I absolutely
1: love yeah, it. Yeah,
2: it's a great place. Oh,
0: would you recommend reservations for St. Genevieve too? Yes,
2: I would, absolutely. Yeah. And right. On Sunday night, what a great deal. Um if, you know, and also if you if you of course if you can't get into a really romantic restaurant, again as I was saying, on Thursday night, try for Friday or Saturday. Like mm-hmm. you know Bardo in in uh, across the river from downtown Minneapolis is one of my most favorite romantic restaurants beautiful new american food really great the i like new, that place uh, the new ps steak you wouldn't think a steakhouse is romantic but it's in the old la belvie the old 510 groveland yes. restaurant i was there the other night the other night what a beautiful and incredibly romantic room that is. Yes, yeah, Stephanie Hansen mm-hmm. was yeah. telling
1: me about it and she said they Amazing. also have free valet.
2: Free valet. Yes. Because yes. that's the reason you <laughs> never go <laughs> to that place, right. the
1: 510 Groveland, but now PS Steak was right. because of the parking. The parking.
2: And I was so happy when we, because uh, as we were driving over, I'm like, oh my gosh, do I even have cash with me to pay the sure. valet? You know, like, yeah, because right. who carries cash anymore? I never do. Mm-hmm. And we pulled up and I'm like, free valet. But of course, I was like, such
1: a "Who has cash
2: at- in this room?" Because we have to ta- tip this yes, very yeah. nice man. You know, <laughs> yeah,
1: unique cash. But I mean, that to right. me is that's such a win.
2: It's such a win, and that you know, the lounge. There's the lounge side, which of course is just beautiful, and then the dining room side. The they've they've kind of reconfigured the dining room. It still has all those beautiful, you know, like the crown molding for days mm-hmm. and the really beautiful windows and the chandeliers. But they painted it this kind of. I want to call it like a tobacco brown and there's just something oh. really dark and beautiful and romantic about it. Yeah, That's it's the lit, color trend for you know, bathrooms. And mm-hmm. it's just lit so beautifully. I felt like I was 30, you know, and really? it's like, what a lot. Oh, you know? really? Because like, the
1: lighting, because I go to yeah. some places and the the lights are so bright you just are like please that just wounds everything for me
2: oh yeah me too you just need to
1: melt into the chair
2: and just (laughs) oh that sounds lovely (laughs) great give that one a shot or you know give that a thought another place that i really love that i think is really romantic it's in northeast minneapolis it's called popple vu and it's a new contemporary mexican restaurant it's it's kind of a two-sided restaurant they have a a kind of a taqueria and um, you know a margarita uh, um, beer joint called uh, Centro. And then you uh, go past this very heavy curtain and walk down this hallway into this really enchanting room. It's in an old factory and it's kind of industrial looking and it's all, the cooking is done over fire at a hearth. Mm. And if you're lucky, you can get a seat at the counter that seats maybe eight people in front of this hearth. And so you're like
1: Watching five them. feet away
2: from this wildfire. you know, in the winter, it's just like oh, it warms cozy. you. It, like it just comes, just hits, you're so warm and cozy by the end of it and the food is really terrific. It's contemporary Mexican food by a really talented up-and-coming chef, Spell a guy named Jose me. Alarcon. Jose Alarcon? Uh, okay. uh, the restaurant's called Popol Vuh. It's P-O-P-O-L The second word is V-U-H okay. And if you know where Indeed Brewing it, brewery mm-hmm. is,
1: it's right across the street wonderful yeah great restaurant i have no clue where indian brewing is i'm just <laughs> saying huh? sure it's sure, in northeast do, right sure. it's just sure. northeast. yeah that's where everything is right. just yeah. say northeast yeah. just throw a dart over there <laughs> everyone knows where it is what are is there anything happening the, in good old saint paul i heard about a new place opening up in merriam park Oh, okay. no
2: anything Mar- oh, yeah, in Marion Park. Um, uh, that, it's right, that's kind of next door to where I live. I live in yeah. Mack Groveland. Right. So one of my favorite barbecue joints, a place called Bark and the Bite, they started as a food truck and then they opened a little stand inside a store in northeast Minneapolis where you get a little counter and it there was a fire and it was destroyed. So they are now taking over what used to be heirloom at Marshall and Creighton. Yes. And they're going to open in April. And they'll have like a takeout counter side and then they'll have a a restaurant side. And they're really talented. You know, it's one of the three or four really hot barbecue places in town that are opening soon.
1: I love barbecue. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know why.
2: Have you been to the market, the new market? No. So you know the Market Barbecue, Barbecue which has been around closed. for like 75 yeah. years. Is it right? still open? Uh, it closed on Nicollet Avenue, and uh, uh, which was their home for maybe 30 years. Mm-hmm. And before that, they'd been downtown Minneapolis. They're now open in, guess what, northeast Minneapolis. Sure. Yep, at 220 Lowry in northeast Minneapolis. It's kind of between the river and University Avenue. And it's really awesome because you walk in and you think, am I on Nicollet Avenue? Like they they completely kind of, re. they took a lot of elements of their old restaurant and re. Configure them in this new place. And so it's this kind of weird deja vu, nostalgia. They even took the pit where they where they, where they, they cook, you know, the, the dimensions of sure. the pit. They cook everything over fire. Right. And it, it, the the great, I mean, everything, and recreated it in this place.
1: There's so many yeah. restaurants to go to, aren't there? There are. Yeah. How many nights do you eat out, Rick? How you many? Know, lunch l- or dinner? You
2: know, I probably, for work, I probably dine out five, six times a week for work, lunch or dinner. So, yeah. Wow. Can I give you a little plug for what's in our taste section tomorrow? I, please yes. do. is okay. the
1: Star Tribune.
2: So tomorrow we're starting uh, this year, uh, uh, 2019, is the 50th anniversary of the taste section. Is it who, Yes. Who started it? Uh, taste started in the Minneapolis Star mm-hmm. on wow. October 1st, 1969. So we're going back uh, over the course of this year. We're going to look at, you know, a taste in the past. The first thing we decided to do was look at what was probably the most published recipe ever in taste and that is for wild rice soup. And I went back and I found at least 60 different versions of wild rice soup that have been published in Taste since the first one in 1960 60 different versions. 60. So are you going
1: to do the Byerly's one? Are you going to do the Dayton's one? Well,
2: what we did was we took elements of, 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 a, lot of uh, a lot of them and we made what we think is the very best wild rice soup. Uh, soup recipe and we published it in tomorrow's paper oh
1: i can't the wait definitive yeah. wild the rice definitive soup. does it have almonds Minnesota,
2: it does have an almond garnish yeah. all right garnish yeah. though yeah. Yeah. does yeah. it have
1: sherry in it
2: no I, I felt like the sherry was too much so it has a little white wine a little instead. white wine okay
1: yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited because that is something. It's a ever- classic
2: Minnesota dish, right? It really right. is. And you know, Byerly's was the one who really kind of made it. You mm-hmm. know, they started serving it in 1980, and I think Taste has published that recipe seven or eight times. Maybe. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's really funny. It's Isn't so fun, fun back to, back to go, go back and look at the archives. Absolutely. Oh, and you'll do yeah.
1: popovers one week. I'm and, sure and we will you'll do steak Wellington. <laughs> oh, here it comes. I'm, I'm thinking of all the.
2: Oh yeah.
1: How fun! That's yeah. really cool. I'm glad you guys are doing that. And
2: Taste was really one of the first uh, food sections in a newspaper in the United States. There were maybe two or three others before and then the star started it in nineteen sixty nine. Isn't so, that something yeah. so
1: is you can you stay with us for a minute? Sure. Okay. We're talking with Rick Nelson. He is editor um of Taste the taste section oh I'm not the editor I'm, oh, I'm just ready. promoting yeah. you <laughs> of the taste section my boss section. will be
2: very unhappy yeah. alright he reports to someone again. who's an editor
1: so um, he's a food critic though there a very go. good yes. one and we're gonna talk more food and some movie stuff awesome and some Oscar stuff we'll be right back this is Lori and Julie on My Talk One zero seven one. I never, know. I never know. over him I got no rules, I count him. Thanks for hanging out with us today, everybody. We're making Rick Nelson stay because he's so delightful. You have a lovely voice for radio, Rick. Uh, From the Star Tribune, and we're talking about the taste section, um, is celebrating their 50th birthday. birthday. And so tomorrow it's going to be the all-time combination of all the recipes for chicken wild rice soup. You're going to have the best one. You guys are going to sell a lot of papers tomorrow.
2: I hope so. I still
1: have recipe cards with, you know, I I love, first of all, recipe cards.
2: I do, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I one of those people who cuts recipes out of the paper too, and out of magazines And I all glue the time. them on the cards. Yeah, right.
1: I love them. Yeah. I love a recipe, you know, because people look for everything online, you know.
2: Right. I don't like cooking with my phone or I you know, like or with a laptop in no, the kitchen. It, it makes me crazy. I yeah. like to have. A, a book or a recipe, you know, yeah. something on paper, right? Yeah, and yeah.
0: so this is the first of many 50th anniversary celebratory recipes that are gonna be published in the taste section, right? Right, at we're the gonna Star look Tribune. back with
2: recipes, we're gonna look back and look at some of the really crazy, weird or interesting or trendy stories that happened in the 70s and the 80s and then, you know, all the way through. Um, food uh, is a big darn deal. Yeah, food is a big deal. And it's really interesting that, to see how it was covered over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite columns for many, many, it ran for like 30 years, was called uh, Restaurant, Rest, Restaurant Requests, where readers would write in and say, "I had the Chinese chicken salad at Alfredo's. Right. Could you could you get the recipe for me?" Right. And the, uh, someone on the taste staff would call Alfredo's and see if they could get the recipe. Right? A lot of times they said yes. Sometimes they said no. But I mean, there's a million. I had the lechon
1: kung pao chicken, <laughs> sesame <laughs> chicken. Okay, so we're you know restaurants in St. Paul. I was talking about because I was up and down Grand Avenue and they're having. There's, you know, it seems to be struggling a little bit with retail.
2: It's struggling with retail. I'll give you Big that. Big time. Right. Um, yeah. But it's not struggling with restaurants. And I'll give you two examples. Um, one, a really terrific uh, well, the small Lex, Italian restaurant called Hyacinth opened. Uh, and it's terrific. It's it's really charming and small. They have some of the best pasta in the Twin Cities. It's only seats about 35 people. So oh. you really need a reservation. Yes, it's- You can walk in and sit at the bar. Um, and they keep those seats open. But, um, and it's very charming, and I liked it very much. There's a restaurant next door to that uh, that's a branch of a Minneapolis restaurant called Red Rabbit. Right. Also worth going to. Yeah. Across the street from there is Brasso, one of the great um, casual restaurants in the Twin Cities. So I All right. I don't think, on re- in terms of, re- and the Lexington, of course, the, the remake Lex. of the Rexi- of the Lexington, the you know, a year ago or two years ago. I like ago. a lounge. Yeah. I'm a lounge guy. I like, the, I like the bar there. Isn't
1: that a great bar? I yeah. love the bar there. Yeah. The, the lighting, again, and is yeah. key. I absolutely. In the I like it where I to could be. go and, you know, hear someone play mm-hmm. some music and have a cocktail and have a, some good food.
2: Right, in that lounge behind the lounge.
1: Yeah, I love there. that place. That's a
2: beautiful. Yeah. It has is more milk than any The Williamsburg Room, right? Yeah, the Williamsburg Room. Love. Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Okay, so you're into the Oscars this year. I And am. Wolfgang Puck just came out with the menu today. Okay. If you, you know, you're... A critic, a food critic. Are you a good cook?
2: Yeah, I don't say I'm a good cook. I'm an okay cook.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you um, good at planning a meal?
2: Um, you know, I can throw together like a Christmas or a Thanksgiving, if or like a nice dinner party. Right. I won't say that I'm. You know, I would never have a professional over and say you know and have them uh, hold up to their standards. Never, never. No, but, you know, but mm-hmm. I like to have my friends over and, we'll, and right. we like to cook because you uh, like to entertain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Is there if you you know as a food critic would you ever wanna if someone asked you to do the menu, mm-hmm. you know, would you ever want to do a menu for a restaurant or no. do you have any restaurant <laughs> dreams? Do you have any restaurant dreams? Like the, we need this type of restaurant in the twin cities so bad.
2: Oh, I think about those all the time, but uh, for me to actually be involved in a restaurant, absolutely not. I'm, right? a la- I'm way too lazy to be, to, to be in the restaurant industry. They
1: work hard. You're they work so I want kitchen. Oh my gosh,
2: you know, I, I have such admiration for people in the restaurant industry because they are the hardest working people that I know. They Absolutely. really are, aren't they? They really are. So and they're also are the we, most generous. Yeah, yeah. What are we missing
0: yeah. in the Twin Cities right now? Oh, we're missing all we kinds
2: there? of good. You know, I always say that we're missing a really great Italian restaurant, but I don't think that's really true anymore. We do have some really good Italian restaurants in the Twin Cities. I wish we just had, there was even more diversity in the Twin Cities in terms of global diversity sure. than we have now. Portuguese. You know, I mean, we have more some... More you I, say want, Portuguese. I want a Portuguese restaurant. Oh, Portuguese. Oh, Portuguese. Oh, Portuguese. You know, again, that's, that's a really great example, you know, but I, I would really love to see even more... Remarkable Asian restaurants in the Twin Cities. Even though I think we have some really good, and you know, we were really fortunate. You know, in the '70s, for example, when we started getting so many Southeast Asian refugees coming Mm -hmm. here, and that really changed a Mm -hmm. lot of what was going on here in the Twin Cities. And I'm so grateful to those people for that, and for the people who put in the who opened the markets and the restaurants, and then then created a whole culture around that. University, absolutely, Mm -hmm. up and down down
1: University Avenue. I
2: I wish we'd see more of that. Okay. Um, our, but our, you know it's cold here, you know you know, and we're really in a remote place, and so it's hard for people from around the world to come here and I'm really grateful for the people who have come here.
1: It is cold here, isn't yeah, it right? lately <laughs> it is we got we got some winter happening, so you have been getting into the Oscars now when right. you say that, are you watching? The Movies,
2: I'm watching the movies and I'm like reading all the stuff online. I love like vulture.com, oh, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. uh, New York Magazine. Yeah. They, they cover it to death, and yep. I like I read everything they write about it. And there's certain races that I'm really into. And tell I'm me,
1: really- tell me if you. Because I know what you're going to okay. say. Right. I already know.
2: Well, I really want Glenn Close to win the Oscar.
1: Oh, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. So do I. And, I
2: it's, and it's not because she's been nominated 10 zillion times and she's never won because I don't believe in that. I think, you know, it should be every year. It should be because I think that she was she was so good in that movie. I
1: love that movie. That movie the she was
2: amazing in that movie. Donnie
1: saw yeah. it, too. We loved yeah. it. It was yeah. great. We it.
2: Ten yeah. out of ten. Okay,
1: but me. I want to ask you. Yeah. Donnie, play the music. Okay, so no, this right, is, hang on a second, oh. I gotta find it. This is what oh. scares me. Okay, okay, because we've had some interesting winners for Best Picture lately. Right. We had Shape of Water. We had Chariots of Fire oh, one here year. Oh, we go. <laughs> and <laughs> this year's Chariots of <laughs> Fire for me is Roma.
2: I haven't seen it, so I don't oh! know. <laughs> yeah, right. okay. Oh, that is Rick. Julia's. Yeah. This oh, is
1: her I, this Did is you her watch cost. it? You were starting last night, you told me.
0: <laughs> I told you it was going to take me some time to finish, Julia, because you that movie is long. Did you start it? No, no, because I went, I had to go to bed. I had to go to bed. Well, the issue is, is that Roma, you can watch it on Netflix
1: right right now. Franza Caron's movie. It's three hours. It's epic cinema. I demand you watch it, Rick Nelson. And and I'm giving you my phone number. I want you to tell me what you think of it. Well,
2: here's the thing. I haven't watched it on Netflix because my friend Chris Hewitt said, you have to see it in a movie theater. Yeah. That damn Chris Hewitt. 70 70 millimeters. Chris loves it. Chris (laughs) is coming out on Friday. I'm going to take care of him.
1: But where is it showing?
2: Who knows? I don't know. I really want Black Panther to win. I mean, oh, you know,
1: that's a great movie. Because when
2: you look back and you think, like, what, like, Star Wars didn't win Best Picture, and it should have. You know what I mean? Like, Star it's Wars like the should've. movies that really, or E.T., why didn't that win Best Picture? Did no, That was a Europe great picture. Up. You know, those are the like the enduring pictures that really kind of changed the industry and change mm-hmm. the way we think about going to the movies. Yeah. I think Black Panther should win for that reason. Why
1: not? I think that's a really good reason. Have yeah. you seen Green Book?
2: I have not. My I've... brother loved it, but oh. I haven't seen it.
1: Have you seen any of the others? I have. Did you like Stars Born as much as the Barbara Streisand? Be honest. Oh, uh, the Barbra Streisand
2: one is really one of the worst movies I've ever seen.
1: Oh, I love that movie. Oh, oh, it down, Rick. You're, oh, 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 you're done. Shut up. It's done. Vacuum coming, Rick. I love you. that movie. I saw it in
2: high school, and, yeah. I, and my friend Rick and I went on a double date with two girls pretending to be straight.
1: Sure. So it has bad feelings for you. No, at
2: the end of the movie, Rick and I were bawling, and the two girls were like, yeah, these two guys are gay. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't
1: know before this date, okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, Rick, what do you think about the Oscars not having a host this year? Oh, going hostless. You don't care? No, it
2: doesn't bother me in the least. It's oh. like maybe it'll be shorter, you know, and maybe they'll just get to the awards. Like, right. you know, let's, let's hand out some but awards. You
1: still like watching award shows, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Although a lot I of didn't people, go to the, I didn't watch the Grammys. They I was, were so I was great. Working, so I missed them. Yeah. They were great. Yeah.
1: Alicia Keys, we really thought, did a good job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, as far as restaurants, you know, do you get worried if you write a bad review?
2: I do worry when I write a bad review, only worry because the newspaper is a very powerful instrument. You know, it's read by hundreds of thousands of people. And it's a very, and you know, it's my job to to tell readers what I think of restaurants. And so it's hard to write, a, it's really hard for me to write a negative review. I can write a four-star review off the top of my head. Sure. Like, you know, yeah. can, it's so easy to be so enthusiastic. It's really hard to write a negative review. In part, it's not like writing a review for a movie because that movie was made by people you don't know, of miles away. Right? And they were invested by oh, some investment yeah. bankers. These are people who might even live next door to me who like took out, you know, money loaned, on every credit card yes. they have and mortgage their house, and you know, and it's their life's dream. And you know, so I think you have to be very careful when you're reviewing restaurants. It's a very different kind of a game than reviewing. It really is movies. a game changer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Do you
1: yeah. visit? Do you have a, if it's a new restaurant, do you have a thing I'm going to go three different times? Or right. yeah, you know, if is it's that a start a-
2: review, I go three times. And mm-hmm. I, I usually wait a couple of months because I think restaurant, and in fact, here's a really good example. So the review that's in tomorrow's paper, it's okay. Fig and Farrow at Calhoun Square. Yes. It's, it started as a vegetarian restaurant, it's now a vegan restaurant. When it opened, and it was a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, and now uh, and then it changed and changed and changed. I finally so I, I'm just put a pin down and said, I'm just gonna review it now. Okay. And it's so much better than it was when it opened. Nice. And now it's a vegan restaurant and it's very different from when it opened. So I'm really glad that I waited. And, and kind of waited to chime in on it. Yeah. yeah. Do,
1: do you get people who just, if you do a bad review, just snarky things on Twitter and stuff? Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm fine that. With comes that comes with the... The way of yeah. the world. That comes yeah. with the I, I have a thick skin. Thanks for staying yeah. with us. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks, All right. Rick. You can read Rick um, in Rick Nelson in the Search Tribune. And tomorrow is the big taste section with that fantastic... Wild Rice wild Soup. Wild Rice Soup. I can't wait. The I soup. actually can't wait to see it. Thank you.
2: Thanks. All right.
1: We'll Thanks. be back. We're going to play... Oh, pop culture jeopardy. I'm gonna win today, Holly. Ah!